0: Welcome to Cat Ladies in the Making with me Christina and me Christina. We'll be discussing our experiences surrounding fitting in or not, female topics, health and everything in between. Why Cat Ladies? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, so this is our first ever episode. Um, For the next three episodes we'll be discussing fitting in and today we're focusing on racism and slash or growing up in a multicultural society and how that's affected us
1: excellent so let me just open actually not with anything related to this topic but just to ease ourselves in um with a funny story so what happened to you last
0: week (laughs) (laughs) well uh i think people can probably relate to this so I'm the type of person where I have a kind of normal routine in terms of number ones and number twos, number twos more specifically, so normally first thing in the morning or as soon as I get back from work. However, obviously, we're not in the office anymore, so now my body's just like, ah, oh, you're constantly at home, you're constantly relaxed, you can go whenever you need.
1: Interesting.
0: Not, not thinking of the fact that obviously you've got meetings, so this week, in particular, I found I was in a meeting, and I, I was like, okay, it finishes at 12, I'll be able to go loo then, and I could feel my stomach, and I could feel that feeling where you're like, I need a shit. <laughs> and then <laughs> the meeting I ran. and then afterwards as well, the guy was like, ah, oh, can you two stay behind this guy's X, Y, Z, and I was like, Mariam, you can take it she's like are you sure you don't want to stay And I was like no I don't want to stay I don't need to stay and the only reason was because I needed the toilet that badly because I thought I was going to shit myself on team <laughs> oh my
1: god that is a, a pretty strong opener and just for everyone who's listening so you know your mom my dad um <laughs> to know we did not discuss this beforehand so <laughs> Uh it is a shock for me. I've heard this for the first time as well.
0: What about you? What's happened to you this week? Um, so I've been running
1: around with a fish bone in my throat what? the past week. <laughs> yes, because um, you know I'm the type of person who I really enjoy actually going to the supermarket and doing my food shopping. It's like one of my you know my little treats and i like to turn <laughs> over each like each bag of apples that i buy to look that there's no spoiled one in there and stuff like oh, that oh so yeah i get that exactly and i carefully like to select things and i'm also because you know we're both foodies so i like to browse the food <laughs> that i'm going to buy and if there's anything new i want to try etc however um my boyfriend james He does not like to go food shopping. And when you leave him to go on his own, he'll just buy shit, basically. (laughs) And the latest shit he came back with is two whole trouts. Not only did he have to gut the thing, which smelled terrible and made the whole kitchen basically now worthless <laughs> um yeah and um, i wondered what
0: that smell was <laughs> exactly
1: and um, and then that was the, that was a week ago so it's a pretty strong smell um and then i had to I, I ate it and but obviously the bones were all in and i had the piece that had all the bones <laughs> I thought I could just, like, eat through the bones.
0: What? No, you can't. You can do that with monkfish, that, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, wasn't. Not trout.
1: Yeah, and um, it's been pretty uncomfortable.
0: So it's just been stuck there.
1: Yeah, it, it's like you have a little, little something in your throat the entire time. It's How, not did COVID.
0: You try <laughs> did you try eating, like, bread or something to, like, stodge it I've down?
1: many meals <laughs> since then, so... <laughs> Yeah, is it still there? Uh, I think it, it it's pretty pretty far down now, so uh, hmm. I think I'm on the road to, um, to recovery. recovery. Yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> yeah, so that's what happened to me. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always pooed myself, and you've almost choked on a fish bone. Yeah, it's been a lovely week. <laughs> um,
1: okay, shall we get to the uh, the actual topic? So we call this bit um, when shit gets serious. Yeah. And I did a little research
0: mm-hmm. aka
1: I googled it
0: yeah yeah did you do the same <laughs> of course of course what did do people do before google
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the library um but yeah uh, so the definition I found is the first one mm-hmm. so it's prejudice uh, so racism is prejudice discrimination or antagonism by an individual community or institution against the person or people on the basis of the membership of a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. This is the one you got as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad we covered that one. Okay. No, but actually we've, you know, I've prepared questions to ask you about this topic. So... For our listeners, again, hi to your mum and my dad. Why don't you tell my dad then um, (laughs) what's your background because it would be really worrying if your parents know, but um, obviously my parents don't know.
0: (laughs) Okay, so, both like all of my grandparents all were born and raised in Cyprus. And then they all moved over to England kind of when the war was happening over there. And so then both my mum and dad were born over here in England and as were my sisters and I and then we've grown up here ever since um and where where because obviously
1: my dad doesn't know your particular location so <laughs> could you elaborate where, where exactly you grew up <laughs> oh okay yeah sorry so I live in
0: east London
1: yeah for some people that's like you know old street or Shoreditch. so oh no more no specifically this is
0: more far east <laughs> Yeah, this is more Gantz Hill slash Ilford. Um, Yes, been here all my life. (laughs) (laughs) Apart from uni and for the current situation, Shepherds Bush. Um, So, yes, that's where we've been growing up. What about you to my mum and dad? (laughs) So, yes, thank you for listening, Uh, Stylianos. We... uh... (laughs) yeah i
1: i grew up in in austria which is a very small country however i don't look austrian and that is for the very reason that my mom and my whole mum's side is asian um, uh, korean and japanese i don't speak either just to, to to clarify but yeah so that's where i grew up and uh in austria i grew up in a what I would call a shithole, but actually it's <laughs> So
0: is Ilford and here, it's fine.
1: Yes, but it is actually the 11th biggest city last time I checked, 10 years ago. Uh, it might have changed, but, <laughs> you know, it is, relatively speaking, for the country, not that, that small. So you'd expect that, you know, you'd have someone from abroad there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But other than the Chinese local, I mean, me and my mum <laughs> were the only ones
0: okay so what was that like growing up if you were the only ones how was that at school and college I don't know if you went college um yeah it was particularly
1: in primary school actually where I did feel like I mean I didn't feel there were people calling out um they, they were singing this little song which was something like bing 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 Chinese I'm not sure what it was I can't actually remember but it was like a quite a well-known um racist song that was that they were singing at me but I was such a comfortable outsider um <laughs> that it uh, I kind of just brushed it off and then um I had a really um Dashing boyfriend. I managed to get the boy. Um and then everything was fine because I was associated with the most popular white guy and obviously then everything was okay. Oh, but yes, okay. it was a little bit tricky um at times because no one really was like me. But also the situation at home was strange to say the least, because my parents didn't really speak German. They spoke this really weird mashup between <sighs> German and position just the most terrible English. Um, So um, whenever I invited friends, they were like, oh my god, your parents are so strange. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm not the one who has to feel offended. It was a little bit odd.
0: Yeah, but that must have made you feel a little bit uncomfortable, I guess having people over and them saying those comments. Did you, okay, did you ever realize it was a weird mashup or was it just when your friends kind of commented that you were like, oh yeah, every parent doesn't speak like this? It's Yes, it's that, but it's also because I was so
1: popular. I was also invited <laughs> to other people. Uh, I got that privilege to go and see my friends at their house and it was always uh, very much like, Both of their parents were Austrian and speaking German. It's what you would expect. Okay. Uh, Not this weird situation that I had at home. Why don't I um, also uh, ask you a question that I have, otherwise I will just never get through. Um, (laughs) um, You said that you were growing up in uh, Gantill, Ilford area. Did you feel, and then obviously people might not know, but Hill, Ilford is quite asian dominated yes in terms of the cultural background and stuff yeah um so did
0: you ever feel like you didn't fit in into the area yes so i would say it was weird because not weird odd but at primary school there was more i guess english and jewish people um so i didn't really feel like i fitted in there because um quickly kind of realized that everyone who was like English looking was more like I am fair for a Greek person so yes I'm quite pale and I've got brown hair and blue eyes right now blonde but fine um (laughs) but I still have like naturally dark hair so everyone else's arms like the English girls it'd be like fair skinned with blonde hair and then this really light brown hair or blonde hair and so then I was like oh, I don't look like them, and they don't always eat the same food that I do. And then I also was going to Greek school at that time on a Saturday morning because my parents hate me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, don't, I didn't feel like I fitted in there because they were all much, you know, like olive skin, darker hair, brown eyes, and a lot of them seemed to speak more Greek naturally, mm-hmm. and I think their families were more had more of a Greek culture at home mm-hmm. so it was like I wasn't English enough but I wasn't Greek enough
1: yeah
0: and then when I went to high school yeah so that was quite an eye opener because there was a lot more asian people like there was like about 3 or 4 white people to a class so it was a That's really quite, big change um, yeah a big difference yeah um and I don't know I didn't like i didn't fit in but again it's just like you're very aware that you're not part of their culture Mm -hmm. um and then at the same time there wasn't again there wasn't many greek people so it was just like you're kind of there and you don't really feel like you fit into a certain group in terms of culture wise but i think in terms of racism i don't really feel like i've had a racist like hate full you know thing against me i just had people always about oh you're greek how many times do you shave your mustache a day (laughs) (laughs) you must have a one caterpillar for an eyebrow you must be really hairy you're gonna grow up fat and greedy like those type of stereotypes and people actually said that to you yeah and, I get, and someone mentioned I can't remember who it was, but it was a boy, and he mentioned the the hair on my arms, and I think that's when I was I got really self conscious about it because I was I remember being on the train, and it was summer, and then having you know you're holding onto the pole, and then I was really self conscious about the hair on my arms, and I was like, oh, everyone must realise like how dark haired my arms are compared to my colour skin. I mean, no one cares. So yeah, I wouldn't say it was bad but in a way that's good because my parents when they were when first came over here not came over growing up um they used to get really badly bullied Mm -hmm. um so much so that like my dad's name is celios and my mum's name is demetria but at school they were kind of called steve and Dem, not that they Mm -hmm. went to the same school together yeah but it was like they were bullied and i'm like okay things have moved along quite a way yeah. So that kind of gives hope that anything that's going on now it will progress, but hopefully not just move on to the next minority, just kind of dissolve completely. But
1: I think that's wishful thinking. I actually. think so too. It's never going to happen. Exactly because now <laughs> it's just going to be other people who are being yeah. um, marginalized. But yeah. So did you um, then, because you had you grew up in a cultural background that wasn't your own so did you get the opportunity to celebrate like Eid and stuff with your friends or did you partake in any of those
0: yes I have celebrated Eid with people like even now um I think get involved yeah (laughs) like in anything just get involved why not yeah um learn about it eat the food like yeah I think it's always a good thing
1: yeah definitely it's always interesting to experience yeah other things and other cultures oh definitely yeah and do you think that um the community has evolved over time or do you still feel like it's pretty much the same as when you were growing up
0: over here i feel it's the same but if i know for a fact if you go to north london that's really like there's a lot of greek people that live there yeah um so i think you know if i'd to school there it would have been a very different vibe do you think that actually if you had grown up
1: in north london mm-hmm. that you would be speaking more greek now do you think because if, if you if it's like a whole greek community are they more inclined to speak greek or
0: i think they're more inclined i don't know actually because i think when i was younger part of me felt a bit ashamed to be greek because i was like you want to fit in and you're like, mm. yes, I'm completely like you. But okay, so when I was growing up, we always, we've always been surrounded by my young Bapur. And Ya means grandma and Bapur means Bapu Bapur means, Bapur. <laughs> Bapur means granddad. Um, so they've like always been in and out of the house. And so I think those words are just always there. So now, like, all of my friends know exactly what Yiyan pu means because I will always talk about my grandma and my granddad in that way. Um, like, those words, like, grandma and granddad feel foreign to me as mm. words because they're just not something I've grown up with. So I don't know. Maybe if I had grown up around it, I would have been a bit more proud when I was grown up. Yeah. But um, I don't know because... I say this and I have family who live in North London and I sometimes, a few of them are quite backwards thinking, even though they're, you know, my mum's generation, but they're still with this kind of attitude of you shouldn't be with someone who isn't Greek. Mm, Interesting. And I'm just like, what are you talking about like how are you thinking like this still in 2021 like how is this happening I could kind of forgive them if they were like 70 or 80 but when they're like 40 50 I'm like how have you not evolved mentally to think actually that way is wrong
1: yeah and definitely they're at an age where they can um read the news and you know um take in information and still process it properly and make up maybe change their mind about a few things yeah
0: yeah not that it happened. not that everyone thinks like that and i don't think my mum and dad would ever think like that i think i could bring home anyone and they wouldn't care yeah so i'm very lucky because a lot of people do not get that i actually had that once with a guy i quite liked and he was like yeah i can't ever take you home because you're not asian and i was like Oh my
1: god, that is...
0: What's wrong with me?
1: (laughs) That is terrible. That's like your sign to run anyway.
0: Yeah. But what about for you? Because I know that you went to Japan at some point. It was Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. What was it like there? Did you find any... Do
1: you know what? It it was very odd because obviously I didn't speak the language. Um, I was 15. And even though people from hong kong or that part of asia like far east asia will always rec- recognize that i am half asian mm-hmm. when they look at me people in europe don't the amount of times that i've been called um, italian spanish etc is like i can't even count everyone thinks i'm spanish um but yeah and so they kind of they can see that i'm a bit Asian but not fully Asian so it was very odd like mm, you don't fit in anyway because you don't speak the language so I think language is a huge uh part of fitting in somewhere yeah um and so at that age I went through I mean some the majority not the majority of the year that I was there but like maybe a few months in the beginning where I really fixated on trying to fit in with the local crowd Mm -hmm. and i was just so adamant that i wouldn't spend time with the other exchange students and then after some time you know i gave in because there was this german girl at my school and obviously we speak the same language so it was very easy and i fitted in very well with that crowd just because of my cultural background
0: and how did you when you say you'd like try to kind of get more involved with them like what did you try and do
1: yeah so I met some really like nice girls at my school and we did like the typical Hong Kong activities which is basically go to a photo booth and take ridiculous pictures and put stickers on and stuff and then go to like (laughs) barbecues because alcohol wasn't a thing and then I met the other exchange students because I gave in and um, that was then very much um, around alcohol and going out and drinking first time obviously when you're 15 and I don't know how many miles away from home (laughs) and no parents nothing so yeah we went wild
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and would you say you feel more of a pull towards any cultural background say, oh, actually, I feel more Austrian or I feel more English or I feel more Asian? Do you feel yeah.
1: I would say that I feel probably more Austrian, but I feel at home in London, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. There are certain things from a cultural background that I think I will still carry. I don't think there's enough Asian culture that my mum passed down on me. Um to warrant that I'm kind of feeling Asian, mm-hmm. but I feel at home in London. I think it's part because it's very multicultural in London. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really, really nice thing. And I, I also have a, a, a question for you still. I've got many, but we will, probably won't get through everything. Um, And would you say that you actively thrive towards diversity and inclusion? Is this, because I feel like, knowing some of your friends, I feel like that's pretty much reflective of your <laughs> of your circle of friends, that that's very inclusive and stuff.
0: Yeah, I would. I mean, I was thinking about this and I think I've only got two English friends. Well, as in women friends. Um, and one I made at high school and one I made at uni. And then everyone else is from a different background. Guys, actually, I do have quite a lot of guy English friends. And I don't know why. I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> yeah, I don't see the reason why you would hate on anyone for either what they believe in or the colour of their skin. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I I don't, I guess I don't go out of my way to be like, I'm going to get a friend that fits this bill. <laughs> but it just seems to don't happen. Don't know anyone from Japan yet. <laughs> yeah. Shit I thought I had that one Yeah I think um, I think it just depends on the person doesn't it You meet people and you click And you meet other people and you're never going to get on with them It does not matter how much you try Um, And sometimes Not even in like a I hate them way It's just I have nothing to talk to them about Yes I think it just depends on who you, you click with How did you feel when the Brexit result came out as leave initially i feel like i was quite worried it was a bit like
1: a bit of a shock because i didn't think it was actually going to happen Mm -hmm. but at the same time i felt like they can't really deny people who have been paying taxes towards this government you know for for many years that they that they stay here Mm -hmm. so as the whole thing progressed and dragged on forever and ever, I was less concerned sort of with my own, yeah, my own positioning or within within the UK and whether I lose my rights because that's obviously clear now that I'm not going to lose my rights. They managed to do that one well, <laughs> um, but more so the the travel side of things and all of the little inconveniences that I have to put up with and everyone else has to put up with and my family if they want to come visit. So it's more of a concern in that sense that I can't invite someone very easily from... I I don't know if that's going to be possible or not, very easily to invite my um, Austrian friends to come visit or will they be detained at Heathrow Airport. (laughs) Because maybe they want to be an au pair at 32 years old. I don't know. Over enough. <laughs> but yeah. Not, not the biggest concern. I feel like my boyfriend was more concerned than me because he was like, oh my god, what if they, you know, ship her off? <laughs> and have you ever felt accepted? E- yes. I feel I feel like it would be odd to say i don't feel accepted at home because um at home in austria Mm -hmm. because i did after that primary school (laughs) incident of being you know um picked on and bullied a bit um i actually then didn't experience racism in the same way apart from one occasion which was um in secondary school we had this awful teacher and um this was like racism at its core but she was truly an awful person because she um said that the and i quote the reason why god made people black is so you can't see the dirt yes and this was something that she said in the classroom she should have been oh fired god. on the day and it was absolutely horrendous did you have any black people in your class? In our class, no. But again, Austria is not very. It doesn't have a huge black community. Yeah. Um. We had a um a black um guy in I think a couple of years below. hmm Um. But she, she was just absolutely horrendous. Like she had no filter whatsoever. And the other thing that she said How was, How old was she? She was like, I
0: don't know, fifties. So Not my, that that makes any difference, but you know, you're just like, is she like in her nineties? Yeah. <laughs> but oh my god.
1: Yeah, it was a shocker to everyone when she said that. But she was um <laughs> doing this thing about um fairy tales. Yes, that was the topic and and that particular lesson. And she then my friend, my best friend, was sitting next to me, blonde hair, blue eyes, um, typical. Uh, austrian look i guess and um she then said yeah and in the fairy tale there's always like the lovely um good girl um or good person with the lovely blonde hair and nice fair skin and then there's always the one and then she looked at me with the black hair and the dark eyes who's evil and who represents evil yeah i hate that bitch
0: oh i'm not fucking surprised yeah what i think to say to a child i mean to anyone but seriously even a kid like how did she think that was okay yeah i mean that was comparatively mild to the
1: things she said about black people yeah um but yeah i would oh say that God. that's uh, probably one of the worst things i've experienced not even myself but someone just being racist yeah to the core yeah anyway shall we bring it onto a lighter note or do you have
0: plenty more questions no i feel like you kind of answered everything before i even asked it (laughs) okay yeah you're just going off off on one (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's um yeah okay cool
1: so let's return back to humor yeah I have two questions for you, okay? Okay. So the first one is, where is the first place that you're going to go on holiday on when, you know, when it's possible to do so without tests, you know, without much of
0: a faff? I don't know because it's really hard because part of me is like, I'd like to go quite far and be like, let's go somewhere like India or Australia because I really do want to go see my family there because a lot of my family, yeah, so my mum's family... Her mum, her dad, all of her brothers and sisters, they all live in Australia. (laughs) So I'd quite like to see them because it's been about, I think it's now seven years since I last went. But at the same time with Australia, I'm like, you need, I would say you need a month at least. Yeah. Um, And then at the other point, I'm a bit like, it would be really nice just to go to a beach and not have to care about anything. And then I'm like, well, okay, you're not going to travel half the world Uh, to like Australia just to do that so I don't know is my answer so I have a very far field or somewhere more local where I can just kind of chill chill out yeah what about
1: you um I would go far yeah, I hate the short distance holidays. Not hate them obviously, but I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. Well, let's do it. And you can fit it into a weekend. No, I always want to go somewhere far, far, far.
0: Yeah. Well, you had that whole trip to Cambodia and Vietnam, Vietnam. yeah, yeah. And then that got cancelled because of COVID. Exactly. So, well, it
1: would probably be the the Vietnam trip, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yes, after all this time. Exactly. Uh, okay. I also have a yes-no question for you. Mm -hmm. So, slang abbreviations in texts, like just the U for you, just the letter U, just the letter R, (laughs) or my favourite of all, in it. (laughs) I don't know what that (laughs) means. Uh, Yes or no? Uh,
0: I think if you're 14, yes, and then you think after 16, Sixteen, no. Big fat no. Okay, no. Absolutely we agree not. on that one. Yes. <laughs> okay, this is more of a yeah eh? or no.
1: Yeah.
0: Are long fingernails on guys a turn off?
1: Oh. <laughs> oh my god! You know the amount of times that I hear James clipping his fingernails is like insane. At least twice a week because I fucking hate long fingernails on on guys specifically. Also, I don't mind them on women, actually. I wish I could be one of these women who could wear long fingernails. <laughs> wear, like, like it's a piece of clothing. Um, no, you uh, could have long fingernails, but fingernails. But I absolutely hate them. I, I like it when that pink flesh comes through. That's like <laughs> my type of porn. I cut them so short that I can see that pink flesh coming through. It's a little bit painful. Yes, and so that would be painful. It's amazing. That's when I feel at my best. <laughs> when my fingertips are almost bleeding, basically. So, yeah, big fat no. What about you? Uh,
0: men, no. Only because every single time I see a guy with long fingernails, they are fucking dirty. <laughs> like, you yes. can see the black underneath them, and I'm like, do you not wash your hands? What's happening? So, yeah. no. Like, I It's a complete turn-off. I don't trust a guy with long fingernails. Hey, final brave wave. Of the the week, of the month. Not that this is anything that stupendous, but considering we've been all locked up for so long, I feel like everyone's kind of got back into the whole, let's go for a drink, let's go for dinner, fine. My thing would be try... (laughs) Sorry? (laughs) Plan something that you haven't been able to do in over a year, like an, an actual experience, whether it's like, oh, let's go crazy golf or let's do, I don't know, Go to ski slope <laughs> but actually go and do something that you've not actually been able to do because eating and drinking we've all been still able to do that even in lockdown yes, yes. it's different because going to a restaurant you're going to a bar but that would be my kind of get on it yes and on that note <laughs>